0: Welcome everyone to Saltcast. My name is Bob Turner, and I am the director of the Sunset Academy of Leadership Training, or Salt. And today we are in our discussion about recovery and recovery ministry with my good friend Justin Vandiver. Welcome, Justin. Hey, Bob. Appreciate you taking time to join us. The last three sessions have been so rich with information, and I do want to uh, encourage everyone to go back and listen to those if you haven't already. Today we're going to kind of focus more on the minister of that ministry, the recovery minister. And uh, specifically, Justin, as you would advise or make suggestions to leaders who are looking into this ministry, we've talked about steps they need to take to begin the ministry, uh, some expectations that are involved in that process and what it looks like. But now they're down to the point they're going to hire somebody, or maybe they're thinking about using a deacon over that. Either way, The person who's going to direct this recovery ministry, what kind of qualities do they need to be looking for in this individual?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, if we think about it in qualities um, or strengths, gifts, um, knowledge, uh, and we talked about this in previous episodes, um, knowledge of recovery, uh, from a kind of a broad view. Uh, so historically speaking, you know, in this country, going back to the, uh, turn of the century and looking into how the culture started to become what it is today. And, and having intimate knowledge of that is really helpful. Um, And knowing just that is is the complexities of it. So I think that's uh, something that an individual has to bring a quality or a strength would be just the knowledge of of those aspects of recovery, the complexity that exists um, within the culture, uh, because there's a language there, you know. Um, And so knowing that is important. Then. You know you have to also have a i believe a good vision uh, as a leader that has needs to be a quality that you have is you can visualize what you are hoping to accomplish as far as uh, the work is concerned. you know, and when I say that, I mean ultimately recovery is about harmony. And so if you are bringing a recovery to the church, you want there to be harmony in that, in, um, in that relationship. And so the person that comes into that, uh, position, the minister that you want to hire needs to be able to visualize what that looks like to Mm. bring that, that relationship into harmony, um, approachability um i think approachability is a is a huge quality uh, that a person would need to have just to be comfortable around people whether they're as one person would say the king's keeper or the street sweeper you know just be able to hold a conversation with a bunch of different people from a lot of different uh walks of life and and be able to do that with with a relative ease um So I talked. I kind of hinted at this earlier a second ago. uh, With knowledge comes this idea of language. If you're going to be a minister, if you're going to be a minister in a church, you're going to be speaking a language that exists. Um, Every church has its own language. And, you know, that has usually been derived from history of tradition and, and so forth. So you're speaking, you're bilingual. The person you're looking for needs to to be bilingual or have a desire to grow in one area or the other. that's either their language of recovery understanding of recovery or their language of of we'll call it uh church or um, you know or the lack thereof they'll need to want to be growing in that um Because again, it goes in line with that idea of harmony. You're wanting to um, be able to show that really Jesus and the 12 steps are saying the same thing, they're just using different terminology to do so. So, um, knowledge, bilingual or or language, uh, capability, efficiency, and um, compassion love uh, with knowledge. You also are looking for somebody who's humble because you don't want them to have so much knowledge that they think they got it all figured out. Right. Um, so an envision um, would be the other one to be able to see um, what this can look like long-term and what God would desire it to look like long-term.
0: Well, I know this is probably closely associated with, Uh, the direction that you're taking in as far as some of these qualities that are looking for, but are there specific questions that they should ask um, in regards maybe to these qualities or maybe other areas that they need as leaders that they need to be aware of, that they need to ask of this particular individual who's going to take this responsibility?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the first, I mean, you start out with a quality type question, have them answer what they see their own qualities or strengths or gifts as, Um, you know, and then knowing that you're kind of looking for some of these things and then ask about growth areas. Okay. You've mentioned, these are your strengths. What are some growth areas and how do you plan to address them while being a recovery minister? What does that look like? And that gets into, I think an important component of a recovery minister, people ask me this often is, you know, does it have to be somebody who has gone through a story like mine, for instance? Um, I don't know that it has to, but another quality that a, a recovery minister has to have is a strong willingness Recovery requires willingness of those who are engaging in it, um, a willingness to to change, to try a different way of life, to really leave behind everything from an old way of life. And it's a very specific way in which um, we choose to do that. So the person who is going to be a candidate for a recovery minister needs to stro- show strong desire, strong willingness to, uh, to walk in those shoes. Although I do believe that it would be more advantageous to have somebody who's already done that and who is now, um, got, you know, four to five years, at least in that, uh, in that journey of walking through, uh, their own recovery and And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily uh substance abuse; it could be for something else uh but you know human beings have phases of life we have this phase of life that we uh that's a container if you will, and this the things that we do shape who we are, they're our identity, and then there's a break, something happens, and we then move in this other direction and it's important for that person to have had that break, right. to be moving in this direction of, of recovery. And so um, I believe that, you know, it's important to ask them, you know, are you engaging in recovery yourself? And what does that look like? Um, do you have people that are your uh, mentors, your sponsor, your, hold you accountable? Are you checking in with them? Um, I mean, what does it look like for you to be engaging on this? Uh, Because there's going to be areas that are growth areas for you. And how do you plan on addressing them when you're addressing everybody else's areas where they are needing to grow? Um, How do you continue your own process during this process? So um, you want to know what is your, basically, I guess to boil it down, what does your recovery look like? So, and then another question, since this is, and I, I believe a bridge that's being built between two cultures, between recovery and the church, what is this person's theology of recovery? Hmm. Because the world, the secular world promotes a very specific idea of addiction and also of recovery. Now, is that picture the same as the picture that God paints? I want to know what they think about that. I want, to, I want to see that they've wrestled with it because it is complex. It is difficult. You start getting into some areas that maybe we don't have all the answers for, and it's okay to admit that, but to maybe not have wrestled with it or not struggled with it, to me, is problematic uh, because other people will at some point. Uh, relationships that you will establish, friends that you will meet will be in the throes of mental illness will be in the throes of things that are outside of your understanding. And at that point, if you haven't had that conversation with God and his word and come to at least, um, some, uh, where some place of peace, it's going to be hard to, to demonstrate grace in the right. end. Um, so I, uh, we can, we can sum it up with this question. I mean, there are, there's are several questions, uh, but boundaries is something that you definitely want to ask them about. What are, um, uh, how are you maintaining boundaries in your life currently? How would you plan on maintaining boundaries in your life if you were a recovery minister? Um, uh, because you want to help people, not hurt people. And so, um, you know, you need to demonstrate that you can, have those, those boundaries. Um, so those are just some, uh, again, I've, I've got several, uh, <laughs> questions that I would ask, but, um, well, the, the discussion about
0: boundaries kind of, uh, really lends well to this last question that I think is so important because just in talking to you, uh, over the years and and knowing more about the work of recovery ministry, it's, it's twenty four seven. I mean, you're you're basically on call just about any time, uh, which is why I think the boundaries uh, question is is really crucial. But for a leadership that is planning to hire someone or or to get someone who's going to oversee uh, this type of ministry, uh, obviously they would need to write some kind of a job description that would maybe help with that area of boundaries, at least from the perspective of the amount of time that they spend involved in this. A couple of suggestions maybe that you would give to elders in thinking about what a job description would look like for a
1: recovery ministry. So in the job description, um, you're going to want to highlight the goals of the leadership there and the congregation with the ministry. So, I mean, being very clear about what those goals are. So, if if that is, uh, we just we want to have a um, a place where people can come and they can be engaging in the process of recovery two days out of the week, and we expect you to lead that that group. Um, Okay. Do you expect them to um, empower other people to, at some point, lead those groups? Um, you know, thinking through what what the goal uh, goals are is really important. I think some of this gets fleshed out once you understand recovery, because here's here's the premise of recovery: the the triangle that you'll see when we talk about traditional. AA. Uh, it stands for something. Uh, it's a symbol. It stands for unity, service, and recovery. Mm-hmm. Service is so crucial to recovery. That's why somebody comes in and they are, have been there for a little bit of time, and you'll see them the next week making coffee and putting stuff out. because. They know that that's tied into that other portion of that triangle, which is the recovery, which is also tied into the process of being a follower of Christ. You know, it's trying to live into Philippians 2. And so you want to have that uh, concept when you're when you're talking about this person's job description, because you don't want this person to become a savior like figure that is contrary to the model of recovery that's contrary to the model of christianity i would argue as well uh, and discipleship um you know you want to you want to build that in where this is you you want to be encouraging that uh minister that that um, recovery minister to be uh, creating disciples so again um The more specific you can be with that in your job description, the better. I think um, it would be helpful to that person because it's a 24-7 job to say, okay, we have a benevolence um, group that handles these issues. That's not what you're going to do. You're going to focus on this. This is your focus. Um, And give some room for growth in that but be very focused in that. So you're gonna lead these groups and train other people to lead those groups. And they're gonna train other people to lead those groups. And then from that, it's gonna flourish. You're gonna to report to leadership about how things are going. You're gonna report the progress that's going on to a you know, a degree, because again, anonymity, some things you wanna uh, be a little bit protective of uh, for trust reasons. Um, You, We want to know what the needs are. So this group of people, they're struggling in the three areas that they're always going to struggle in. Housing, transportation, and jobs. How can we help with those things? Like be an advocate for those individuals, for those three things, and report back to the church, the body of Christ, on how they could be that community that provides those three things.
0: Wow,
1: That's essential. Another essential aspect of that recovery minister Uh, that ties in with this idea of advocacy is to be walking with them if they're going to be going to a recovery or a treatment center of some sort. So you have strong relationships with the recovery community. That's the treatment centers, the halfway houses, uh, the hospitals, the other groups that are in the area. There's a whole list of them. They're available to anybody that takes a little bit of a look and know people there because somebody may come to you and they may see what you're offering and they say, you know what? I don't really want that. I want something. I don't know what I want, but I don't really want that. Right. And you don't turn them away and say, well, good luck, good luck with that. (laughs) Well, Try these guys out and see how, how that works for you. You know, we may not have what you want, but go here. And you know what might happen is they may go there and realize, actually, that's not what I want or it doesn't work out. It leads to the path of relapse and they come back and they say, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for what you have, because what you have works. It's high accountability. It's Christ centered. This is what I need. Um, So you're you need to be in contact with that community. You need to be they need to know that you're a resource. They may do the same thing. Somebody came to them, they say, you know, this isn't what I'm looking for. Well, have you tried these people over here? Um, so the person who's going to take on this position needs to be able to do that. And that needs to be their focus. They don't need to focus on these other issues that may be going on. They don't need to focus on, uh, they don't need to have 10 hats because they already have 20 hats just in the recovery position alone right? Uh, on any given day. So if you want it to thrive, well, I don't really like that choice of words. If you want people to be reconciled, then you want somebody who's going to be an advocate for that reconciliation. You want a minister of reconciliation. Um, And so you want to empower them to be able to do that. Now, how that looks and how you want to word that is up to every, the individual congregation. but I, I would advise making it very tailored to that one area. Wow, I I tell
0: you my mind's just racing with hundreds of other questions. <laughs> I wish we had time to do, but uh, I just really appreciate appreciate you, appreciate the work you're doing, but especially the information that you've shared these last four sessions. Is there a website that, hope has that people can get more information about recovery, or do you have a website that you might recommend uh, to people to uh, look at?
1: Absolutely, so you can find us on our Facebook page. Just go on Facebook, it's the, uh, under the Southside Church of Christ, there'll be a group and it's the Southside Hope class. Um you can also go to www.sscofc.org and there'll be a link to the hope group from there. Um I I have an Instagram uh that luckily I have a very tech savvy wife that helps me with that and <laughs> she she manages for me. Uh it's one man's recovery. And I I put up a a lot of things there. Um, And also, you know, if anybody ever wanted more information, if they're looking to uh, be engaging in this ministry, and this work of the kingdom, where in the context of where they're at, I am always open uh, to helping with that process. I believe this is where God is at work. I I believe this is where Jesus would be and his heart is. And so uh, that's where I want to be. And I'd love to help in any way. So, um, you know, you can reach me on my phone, 501-733-6724. Reach me on my email, uh, jvandevere at sscofc.org. Um Or you can get a hold of you, Bob, and you can point them in the right direction. Yeah, those are all good ways.
0: Contact information in uh, the link with these podcasts so that people can get that. But thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for the work that you do. And uh, I appreciate you pointing some great direction for folks who are listening. And I pray that it will benefit them and bless them. And thank all of you for tuning in uh, week after week and listening to these podcasts. I pray the information is helpful, it's encouraging, and I hope that it will strengthen you to build up the kingdom. So God bless, and God bless you, Justin. Thank you so much for your time.
1: My pleasure. God bless you. I love you, brother. Love you too. And until next time, we'll see you all later.